Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. I'm so grateful you made time to listen in today. Today, our guest is Ben Grieve. Ben has been with Wow One Day Painting since 2017, but he's been in the painting industry across the GTA since May 2011. With over 11 years in the industry, Ben brings unparalleled knowledge and expertise to every project he encounters. Whether that be knowledge of the latest products on the market or the hottest colors of the season, there are few questions about paint Ben can't answer. When he's not dreaming of grays and beige, Ben likes to spend time with his daughter and wife in Hamilton, get out golfing as much as possible, and drink the occasional IPA. Something most people don't know about Ben is that despite working in the painting industry, he's one of the least handy people you'll ever meet. Ben, welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear what you have to share with us today. So as always, we're going to start the conversation with my favorite question. How do you define your grit? And I would love for you to take a few seconds to tell us how you define it by telling us your G, R, I, and T words so we can speak to each one individually. Absolutely. Yeah. So my, uh, my G word was grind. My R word was two words, uh, was remain calm. My I word was initiate, and my T word was time. Mm. And in putting that together, do you find that your grit words compete with each other? Do you find they cooperate, or do you find they connect with each other? I definitely feel like after I wrote them and then thought about it for a week and then went back and edited them, that they definitely all sort of focus around my T word, which is time. Mm. Um, they all kind of work together because I, I often find when it comes to you know working through hard things that it's... Um, you know, speed to conflict is sort of the number one thing for me. Mm. Um, and so I, I realized that all four of my words kind of relate to the same, the same idea of sort of, you know, moving through a problem quickly and efficiently. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think they all sort of cooperate well together. Mm, that's a fun way to have it kind of land for you because it's easier to feel all the things versus managing different experiences and trying to <laughs> still focus on getting through. Yeah. Neat. Okay. And I'm interested to hear a little bit about your experience at Wow One Day Painting. So are you able to use your grit words to walk us through the growth that's been happening there over the last few years? Yeah, wonderful. So when I started here um, about six years ago, um, we hadn't really done a lot of work in the area that I work in. When I got here, the territory was sort of pretty untested. Um, and so a colleague of mine who were working in the area spent a lot of time kind of grinding to get visibility and and uh, brand awareness in the area. Mm. Um which took a long time and we're, we're at a good spot now where I think most people in, in our area know, you know who we are and what we do. In terms of my kind of next three, next three letters, remain calm, initiate, and time, um, I sort of thought of those more as sort of how we 
sort of have made sure that every client gets the best experience that they can with us. Um, and if there are ever any problems on site or there's any issues or anything like that, you know, we make sure that we deliver a top quality product every mm -hmm. time. Um, and that's just sort of, you know, to my, to my letters about, you know, remaining calm. If there is ever any conflict or any issues at work, there's multiple sides to every story and it's important not to, not to get too worked up or too upset about how things are going. Yeah. Um, you know, with my I word, it's, you know, it's all about initiating. So if it's growing the business, it's all about going out and, you know, for us, it's putting up lawn signs or calling mm -hmm. realtors or, um, if there's a conflict with a client, it's about calling them to, you know, find out what's going on instead of sort of waiting around for them mm -hmm. to, to, to call you back. And then with my T word time, you know, we we're the fastest paint company. Yeah. Um, and a lot about what we do is focused around time and, you know, spending time with the client to get the quote right, painters spending the right amount of time on site to get the job done properly. Um, and then if there are conflicts, again, just sort of, you know, speed to lead, we talk about at work a lot. And then mm -hmm. if there is ever any problem on site, um, that, you know, it's, it's important to call the client and sort it out as quickly as you can, because the longer you let something kind of fester, the, the more of a problem it's going to become. Um, and then you're not initiating, you can't really remain calm. Um, it's, it's difficult to, to claw yourself back if you've let something mm -hmm. go on for too long. What I really appreciated about your answer is almost hearing that your industry has picked you as well as you having picked your industry because your grit could essentially be a manual when it comes time to train painting staff and sales staff. So I'm curious as to how having that mindset, having those grit words helps you facilitate and teach and kind of train people who are coming up the ranks at Wow One Day Painting. Yeah, wonderful. So yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely in my years taken the time to, to train a few of our salespeople. Um, and I definitely find, you know, teaching people who've worked in sales a long time, as a lot of the people who kind of come to us have, that acting more quickly is often um, just be a better business practice overall. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm a very impatient person. Mm. Um, and so for me, it's very easy to be like, well, I don't want to wait for, you know, this client to call me back for okay. a follow-up. I'd rather call them. And so it's easy for me to sort of tell, you know, new incoming salespeople that, you know, it's better to be the one to pick up the phone, yes. you know, a day early rather than two days late mm -hmm. or wait for them to call you. Um, because as I said, I'm, I'm a pretty impatient person. I don't like okay. sitting around waiting. And you know, very often I've got clients who, who might message me on a Saturday night saying, hey, here's a quick question. I know it's the weekend. Don't respond. But in my mind, I'm like, well, if I was them, I'd want you to respond right away. And yeah. I don't want to wait because I don't want to forget or I don't want to, you know, have them think that I don't don't read their messages or anything yes. like that. So, um so when I, you know, if I'm bringing somebody on, I sort of tell them, you know, it's, it's important to be, to be present when yes. you're with somebody and also to be quick to get back to responding to people and not, not sort of let things sit around. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing you say is that almost there's an element of proactivity. It's neat because I've never thought of impatient as essentially a parallel to proactive, but in a service oriented industry, again, where you're really focused on meeting clients needs, the opportunity and the obstacle is really getting to the what's sufficiently proactive that I'm showing my interest, but also what's feasible that I'm not working every minute of every day. So you're kind of balancing those. Yeah. And that's something I've definitely worked on. I know, um, you know, when I started, um, and my wife hates, hated this, but I used to leave my phone on Ringer 24 hours a day mm. because my thought was if it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm already awake and a client messages me, I'd rather just respond right away rather than wait till the next day because I didn't have any kids at the time. I was living, <laughs> my wife and I weren't married yet, so I was living alone. Um, and I've, I've learned now over the years that you don't have to be that immediate. Mm -hmm. um, there is like a bit of a balance to uh, to achieve, but uh, but I definitely feel 
you know, if I'm if I'm on my phone at midnight and I get a message while I'm you know lying in bed, I will respond because I'm already looking at it. Mm. So it's just easier for me to do it that way. Okay. Um, there's five always five. I've run my how I've run my business and it's you all know, have clients who email me at midnight and I email them back and they I get the oh I didn't expect you to respond and I say but you emailed me at midnight so <laughs> you're up and I'm up we're both we're both thinking about the same thing so yes. it sort of it sort of works out yeah that's funny and playful because again I know in one another episode one of the guests said that she woke up in the middle of the night and composed an email and just needed to send it off and I gasped because I thought what but if you'd been on the receiving end you would have picked up and responded to that's interesting yeah it's it's for me one of these things where if i see something at a time when i am able to respond or i'm able to you know facilitate a solution to whatever the problem is you know if i go to bed and i've go oh i have to remember in the morning i have to email hayes back about you know xyz well, why don't i just do it now because i'm already there instead of thinking about it all night and then doing it the following morning i'd rather just start the process when i when I find out about it. Yeah. So you take time management to the next level in terms of truly managing that experience where if I can get it done, I'm going to get it done because now it's done. It's off my mind. It's not something I'm thinking about anymore and I can move on to whatever's next. Totally. Time is your friend. Good, good. And I'm also interested because you mentioned that golf, you talk about golf all the time and your love of golf was essentially legendary. And it was neat to hear, to read through your top five values because they all seem tied to golf. So your top values on the Grit Growth Guide were accuracy, challenge, family, intelligence, and integrity, emphasizing the grit and integrity, which I loved. So I'm curious, which of your grit words is most important when you're at play on the golf course? I would say probably challenge. I think um, for me... Um, you know, golf is, is a lot of fun. It's also very difficult. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I, I wasn't able to play, to play most sports. And so when I found golf, I was kind of like, this is a sport I could be really good at. Okay. And I, I sort of poured a lot into, mm. into being good at it because, yeah. because as a kid, I, I, I could only, I can only play racket sports really. Yeah. Um, and so I found golf and I was like, this is really hard, but I could see a way where I can become quite good at this this thing yeah. um and and of course you know when you're golfing accuracy is very important and a certain degree of intelligence is important <laughs> um integrity of course not cheating at golf is important too yeah. but um for me i love the challenge that it's it's always going to be hard it's never you're never going to figure it out yeah. it's golf yeah. um it's, it's something that you know you can you can watch professional golfers play and it's terrible yeah when they're when they're off their game um and you can watch bad golfers play great yeah um and yeah. it's just like this total whirlwind of like any day anything could happen really amazing and then tying that even more so you tied it to your values i'd love to really pull in your grit words because i feel like there'd be an interesting experience when you think of grind what does grind look like on the golf course or what does remain calm look like and how do you bring those elements into the game that you love with all your heart <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh my wife jokes that it's it's my daughter golf and then her but that's oh. not true um yeah grind i mean i mean there are there are times that you're out there and it's going really badly mm. and you can't walk away. And that's kind of part of my, my thought with grind. I wrote, don't stop on my page is that like, mm. once I start working through a challenge or a task, okay. I don't get, I don't stop doing it until it's done because mm. I know that, you know, if it's a work thing, if I start a task and I walk away from it before it's finished, I might not come back to it. Okay. Um, and with golf, it's similar to that. Like you can't, you can't start golfing and if it's going badly, just, drive home and quit you have to stay calm you have to just keep going 
Um, I mean, and I played a round two weeks ago that was three weeks ago that was the worst round I've ever played in my entire life. And I got stinging nettle on my arm mm. and it was just going terribly. But like I finished it with a couple of really good holes and I'm never playing that golf course again. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was like, it was bad. Like I didn't have a fun time mm. playing and it was like such a slog mm-hmm. getting to the end. But yep. I, I got to the end of it and I'm like, I did it. I can say I played there. Yeah. I didn't lose my mind. Yes. The score was okay. Yeah. And I move on with my life. Like I don't okay. have to think about that anymore. Okay. Okay. So grind again really sounds like that's that grind is your most, I don't want to say valued, grind is your most meaningful in terms of these kinds of challenges because you really and truly will not stop. Is Have there ever been a time when you've decided, you know, I've been at this enough. I'm just going to leave what I've done and pick up and do something else. Um, like there, there have definitely been times where I've been like, I want to give up and I'll like take time away, but I'm always drawn to like, but I didn't finish that thing. Like I have to finish that. Like, okay. It consumes so, you? Like it? Yeah. Like all, certain tasks. Like I have unfinished Lego projects at home from three years ago that okay. I just didn't finish because I just didn't want to. Um, but when I was like a student and I owned a student painting company, I had, a car die on me. I had to make payroll. I had to do all these things. It was right near the end of the year. Um, I could have just said like, I'm finished with this. And then I, I sort of pulled it together and like bought a new car and like basically spent all the money that I had made the whole summer mm. on this car and finished out the summer and got everything done. Cause I was like, I could walk away, but then like, what's the point? Cause then I'm going to look back and go, Oh, if I hadn't walked away, I would have, I would have finished what I started. Yes. Um, and I don't, I don't love, you know, beginning projects and then never finishing them or, or, or starting a hard task and just walking away from it because yeah. it's too difficult. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, like, you know, get it, get finished, reaching a conclusion on, on, on stuff is important to me. Okay. And what I pulled from that too is something I often offer clients that idea of until you can see yourself on the other side of an obstacle, it's really hard to put the effort in sometimes. So is that how you feel that you're getting things done? You're imagining yourself on the other side or is it really just a, I know what the outcome should look like and I will get to that outcome. Like, is it about how you'll feel after what you'll be experiencing or is it checking off a box? I think it's kind of both. Like it's kind of nice to, to see yourself on the podium at the end. Mm -hmm. But I also oftentimes find that if it's like, you know, like that, that example with, with the painting company when I was a kid, it was like, I didn't want to let down the people on my team and just say like, Hey, like work is done four weeks early. Sorry about the money you thought you were going to make. Um, because at the time, and I've I've worked through this a lot. Like I felt a lot of pressure okay. that I thought people put on me, but really I was putting on myself mm. to to perform and and act a certain way um, running a business. Yes. Um, um. But then now, you know, with with personal life stuff or work stuff, it's like I don't want to have unresolved conflict. Okay. I don't love having the like, you know, the the threat of a, of an issue just looming. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want to wrap things up and, and sort it out. I don't like, you know, if you've got, if you've worked with a client and it hasn't gone well, you know, you don't want to go like, okay, well, we'll like deal with it when we deal with it. Because mm. then you're always thinking about it. It's always consuming you. Yes. Um, and maybe not everybody is like that, but um, I used to be a big, like putting big problems off until they were like bearing down on me. Oh. And after years of just that not working, I've realized that it's better to just, face things and get it done and not have to worry about it for years and years on end. So, yeah. And interesting. So in making that transition from someone who is essentially being weighed down by the 
potential of things not going the way they're supposed to go. Do you find that seeing a goal in smaller pieces helped you make that transition or what was what was available to you to help you switch shift gears like that? Yeah, totally. I, I think very much to your point, I, I always sort of thought of like, you know, if the if you have this huge insurmountable difficult thing at mm-hmm. the end and you're trying to just fix that, it, it can be very difficult. Okay. Um, so I do, I break things down into tiny little pieces where it's like, okay, if I file this paperwork, then I can do this other little thing, which can help me get to the end of this massive problem that I have. Amazing. Um, because, you know, it's just, you can, what is it, analysis paralysis, where you have yes. so many, there's so many things you have to do that you can't, you can't start any yes. of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I can't cook breakfast because the dishes aren't done, but I can't do the dishes because the dishwasher is not empty. And I can't empty the dishwasher because mm-hmm. the counters have stuff. It's like these like snowball problems where you just go, okay, well, then I just want to eat breakfast. Yes. Instead of saying, well, I'll just do this one thing. Yes. Right? yes. So that's, it's like something that I've, um, I've always struggled with that. And I've, I've spent a lot of my time like un- learning those behaviors so amazing congratulations on no longer struggling because it's really easy to be stuck in a pattern that seems to work and even though it feels terrible so i I appreciate you pointing that out because again what i love that this podcast offers is different people's experiences understanding how they do hard things and what it is that they're doing and the process to themselves and kind of moving forward so i'm grateful that you could break that down and it's and it's not to say that i don't and that ever that I don't still do those things, you know. That's it's still yes. There's still times where I just don't eat breakfast because I don't want to do those <laughs> six other things. Um, <laughs> but if you know four or five times a week you can do them instead of the no times per week, yes. And then you know, yep. that's that's progress. Yep. And you've also got that awareness that wait, I'm choosing not to do breakfast because I'm choosing to make this bigger than it is versus not knowing why you never get to eat breakfast. So even I'd imagine there's a physiological component where it's not that overwhelming anymore it's just a choice at this point yeah you're choosing you're choosing you yeah so good i love it and now i know you appreciate word games and i would love to hear your process for picking your grit words was it the case that you found it challenging to pick a situation or relationship in mind or did you just go through a whole bunch of words and figure it out from there so initially i thought of the worst paint job i've ever done Mm. and how and i won't lie i've I've been in the industry long enough. There's always been problems. Yes. I sort of thought of like some really like critical, difficult ones that ended with a good result. Okay. And sort of thought of how I ended up there. Um, And then, and then I realized that the four words I had picked initially were all like, it was like get started, like time. It was all just like time things. Yes. Um, So then I went back and I think I looked at like a list of other people's words. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, I do that. I do that thing too. Oh, I do. I also do that thing. And then, and then I asked you if I could have more than four words. Yes. So I was, that saved me because I got remain calm in there. <laughs> I love it. I, I just appreciate that idea that again, you can take something that's already happened because what I love about the grit growth guide in this process is that different people come to their words in different ways. So I, again, knowing that you're a word game person, it was important for me to make sure I got a little bit of background on your process and to your experience Sometimes it's looking at how you did something will give you information about how you typically do things. And that's sometimes a nice place to start because you're using your own experience and you're using your own information. Yeah. And I think it's also important to like looking at when I sort of found these words to like look at good or bad outcomes with any sort of challenges and look at like what you wish the perfect version of Mm -hmm. you would have done in that. Like, you know, 
if I had a time where there was, you know, a bill I wasn't paying and I was waiting months and months to do it and it was really ruining my life to pay this bill or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I wish going back now I would have just like picked up the phone and called someone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, okay, well, like initiate was like something that I wish I had done then. And then going forward, you can realize like maybe I should just initiate more or I should you know, make sure I get to things quickly and not let them take too long and, and all sorts of stuff. So that's kind of how I look at like, you know, look at the after action report yes. on any kind of challenge and think of sort of how, how I wish I would have done it. Mm-hmm. And then again, and it doesn't happen overnight, but yeah. try to try to like, you know, do it the way you wish you had done it the next time. Yes. Amazing. And that's again, that idea of being present to what happened and what's possible and kind of managing those two outcomes and really being aware of what it is that you're bringing and what's possible to bring the next time. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Now, where can people find you online? Again, you're here representing Wow One Day Painting. I'd love to give listeners a chance to connect directly with you or to your team. How does that work? Totally, yeah. So if you're um, based kind of anywhere in the GTA um, or really anywhere in, in sort of Ontario <laughs> or even anywhere in the States, I think there's 90, 80 franchises now across uh, mm. across North America. Um, if you're looking to get a meeting with us, book a quote with us, it's just wowoneday.com. Um and it's all it's all location based. So you put in your postal code, your zip code. It'll direct you to the right uh, to the right place. Um, I work in Mississauga and Oakville um, in Ontario. We've also got Toronto as part of our business as well. Um, but you know, I'd love uh, I'd love for anybody to contact any of the Wow franchises anywhere in the system. Amazing. I'm so grateful for your time and your insights and your ability to articulate. I think that's what I took away from a lot of our conversation. That whether or not you've given a lot of thought to these. Um, elements of your ability to get things done before this conversation, you were very, very articulate in kind of describing what it's been like for you and where it's going. And I very much enjoyed that. Thank you so much, Ben. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) Thank you. Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Sheffmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. This episode was recorded and mixed at Music Box by Jim Speary. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit. <laughs>